What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, Black Talk listeners. Thank you for joining us tonight at the Ladder House New Day. Excuse me, Ladder House Bible Enrichment Hour. Who do we have on the line? Hello. Yeah, I can't see the studio, so I can't see it. Good evening. That's the only problem I have. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. We thank you for joining us tonight as we are traveling to and fro. So, um, how y'all doing? <laughs> so, uh Everybody had a good evening. I'm I'm trying to work on the phone. Oh, no, that was first thing. You hear me on speaker? Welcome, 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 welcome. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, get started with uh, prayer tonight. Um, we're gonna ask God for His blessings on tonight. Okay, dear God, we thank you tonight for this opportunity. We thank you for bringing us this far. God, we ask that you come in and help us tonight with this program and on the show tonight, and send us a word from above. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So we're gonna go ahead and get started tonight. Um, Sister Carolyn is going to give us our announcements, and we're going to go forth. Well, amen, amen, amen. I'd just like to say we are live and uh, well tonight. I mean, when I said the word live, I mean truly live. So whatever may happen, we just know that that's that's ladder house way. So we're just going to give, give a few announcements, like to let you know that we're here every Monday through Friday morning at 6 a.m., Pacific time, and that's 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. We come back on Tuesday. Tonight is Tuesday, you guys, and we are back tonight for our Bible Enrichment Hour. That's at 6.30. We're a little late, but we're just going to just keep it moving. Amen. And we're just going to be excited about the word that's going to perform tonight. Also, we'd just like to let you know that uh, we are on social media. So if you are on uh We'd like for you to come in and just now befriend us on our ladder house. That's O U R ladder house. Uh, if you have any prayer requests, 
comments, anything like that, you can email us at blhwork at gmail.com. Again, that's blhwork at gmail.com. And we just want to thank God for uh, giving Pastor the vision for this great, awesome network. We're going to now uh, go forward. Again, like I said, we're live. So we kind of like, like doing a little, um, this might be a test of how things uh, uh, need to go. Live and personal, amen. Well, we're going to give uh, Pastor a few moments to uh, come, get ready to come before us, but as we do, uh, again, like I said, we're live. So just kind of bear with us today, and, and we're going to come, but we want to do our pastoral prayer, of course. And so we just want to make sure we do that always. And we just like to uh, to encourage each and every one of you to make sure that you're praying this particular prayer. Because Pastor has uh, said what he needs to have prayed over him. And we want to be on one accord in that. When we come together, the Bible tells us, when two or three come together for the same cause, there's power in it. So make sure that at 5.30 a.m., 5.30 p.m., you are praying this particular prayer over passing. If just at any moment, if you're thinking about him and he's on your spirit, uh, just stop and say that. Make sure that you download it on your phone and those things. Again, like I said, we're alive, so we're just going to make sure that we have what we need. We thank you, Father, for your man, Pastor Mark, and the latter house. We thank you, Father, that you have predestined him to restore virtue and the society that is barren of spiritual and moral we thank you, Father, for directing his steps and giving him a spirit of excellence. Continue to give him a hearing ear to teach and speak the written and revealed word of God to our people to, for your glory and good pleasure. We declare, declare and decree that no external and internal weapons formed against him will prosper. Every emotional, physical, sociological, financial, or spiritual weapon formed against him will him are now destroyed. Your word declares that whoever wars against him, that you will war against them. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Therefore, through prayer, praise, worship, prophetic declaration, every weapon you supplied us with through the Holy Spirit, we declare our pastor free to serve you in the beauty of holiness. For we pull down every stronghold and every housing that exhausts itself against above the knowledge of God concerning Dr. Shelton Carter. Every argument against him we bring down into the captivity and obedience of Christ. On behalf of your son and our pastor, we come against every obstacle of pride that keeps the people of God from intimately knowing you. Every rebellious thought we bring under subjection of our lordship of Christ Jesus. Every internal enemy that comes to scatter the flock, the congregation, we declare illegal. We speak that our that your anointing destroys every yoke in his life over his children's life, his family and ministry. We declare and decree by the anointing of the Spirit of God and all that all plans allowances, strategies, demonic forces 
false, evil, and selfish motives are exposed and that every hindrance be removed. Every witch, warlock, or soothsayer, both spiritual and natural, be removed off Dr. Carter. And therefore, it's power broken. Pastor is free from our guilt of bondage, fear, poverty, generational, and demonic curses. We resist every spirit that acts as a gatekeeper to his soul. We renounce generation, biological, physiological, sociologically, spiritually, or any unknown force that comes against him. We, the people of God, declare some bliss, and therefore we communicate in all good things concerning him. According to Galatians 56, therefore we make holy garments for your man according to your word and commandment of glory and beauty. We, your people, declare Dr. Shelton G. Carter blessed and abundantly supplied in Jesus' name. All praises, glory, dominion, and power to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, you guys, we just like to emphasize uh, that this is uh, what we should be speaking over, Pastor. And if you do not have that prayer download on your phone or you need it, uh, email us at DLHWork and we will get a copy to you. Also, if in the meantime, uh, we you can always pray Psalms 27 and uh, pray it, make it personal to him so that the word is going forward over his life. All right, well. Oh, okay. Well, amen, amen. Again, we are live right here at the uh, Blog Talk Radio. And from my understanding, we have a little technical situation where we are uh, we are not where we can unmute the phone. So I uh, pray that you all are there. I'm sure that y'all are probably trying to call for something. I don't know. But we are thankful for uh, thankful that you have joined us tonight. And again, we are live in the studio audience tonight. So we just gonna say amen and we just gonna keep it going and we pray that all goes well and we maybe will attempt this at another time, but at this at this time we just gonna keep it keep it I'm I'm asking can she unmute on from this one? All right. Well we have uh you guys, uh, uh, we're going to call this a studio, and for, for some of you know that we've been traveling, and we thank God for your prayers, and we have arrived safely to our destination, and we'll just, uh, again, give God the glory for uh, us getting there safely. I'm with uh, Sister Lewis, and we're just going to be excited about whatever it is that God is going to do uh, uh, while we are here. When those forces come together, we're praying that those forces come together and again, when two or three come together for the same cause, there's power, man. We are going to pray that overturn some things while we in the house of uh, the sunny. Well, it's not so sunny here in California, you guys. Amen. Amen. Representing a little rocks and stuff. I think we've brought a little Texas weather uh, in here with us. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. And I am where I cannot get any feedback from you guys, but I want you guys to make sure you go get your pens and paper so that you can take notes because we're going to ask you in the morning uh, for that feedback. So you take 
some notes and so that you can let us know uh, uh, what you got from tonight's message. Amen. Amen. Uh-huh. All right, all right, you guys. Uh, uh, again, <laughs> hey, I'm right here. Hey, man. Well, we and, and again, we are live. We have Pastor with us. We got some, and he's gonna be right with us. Uh, I wish you guys could talk to me. Amen. Amen. Uh, I tell you what, you know, one thing about modern technology, you can get around some things. So if you guys that know my number would just send me some text messages and let me know. I got a text message from Shanine, and and Shanine is a lost her mind. She says hello to everyone and good evening, but then she's going to tell me the thing. How about that? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, yes. (laughs) But, again, we're excited about tonight, and uh, we know that – Savama uh, is with us. Again, if you send me those text messages, uh, I will uh, uh, relay your messages. And you can, I tell you what, you can text me at 214-912-1536, and I will let the people know that you're on the call. And if you have any questions or any prayer requests tonight, Again, text me. Hi, Lacey. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Let me know, you guys, that y'all are on the call. And we're excited. Again, we are here live. And, and, and no matter what, we're not going to let anything stop us or get in the way. Not even L.A. traffic, you guys, because it is some kind of awful. Hi, Mayor. Now, I wish I could say, uh, Sister Shanine, that we would get Sister Chanel to sing, but, of course, because of our situation, uh, my good, uh, awesome sister, Sister Lewis, is is here with me, and she's not in front of her computer to where she can uh, do what she normally does uh, for us on tonight. So you guys got me. Y'all stuck with me right here, and there, there you have it. How about that? All right. Anybody else want to give a shout-out tonight? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to turn off some stuff up. All right. Amen. Amen. Love you too, Chanel. <laughs> Hallelujah to you too. What's name? Just y'all keep me lifting in prayer. Amen. Amen. Because I need the prayer for uh, you guys. I need it. Amen. And y'all, you need to tell uh, that too. Oh, oh. Janine, if you're. Um, Anywhere you can dial into the studio with the numbers that you have, you might be able to see who's on and uh, bring them in by unmuting them because that's the the only way we can get them in uh, through the computer. So if you can do that, that would be wonderful. But if not, we understand. Amen. And, again, you guys, uh, like I said, we are here live, uh, and it's, if, we, if that nothing, all else fails, just keep sending those text messages in. And while y'all are texting, text some of your friends, some of the other Matter House uh, uh, family, and let them know they might have called in earlier. We were kind of a little late getting on because of uh, 
not uh, being in our normal place, uh, in our normal, uh, Sister Lewis, uh, we are traveling. Our phones are trying to die out. We're going to try to make sure that we stay alive. <laughs> amen, amen. So if anybody have any questions tonight, any um, prayer requests, text them to me. Again, that number is 214-912-1536. You know, I really feel like I'm on a real uh, live broadcast call. You know, when you're on those calls and you're asking people to, uh, uh, all right, then we'll pray for uh, Sister Chanel's uh, uncle. Uh, he's in the hospital, so let's keep him lifted in prayer. What's his name, Chanel? Amen. Why she's uh his name is Joe uh Washington. All right. Uh I'm thinking that I can, Shanine. Who do I need to you need to be merged? You still having problems. Let's pray for Sister Shanine's telephone. Lord Jesus. She has been having some situations happening with her telephone. And if you needing to be, I will uh you need to dial me in and we'll see how that works. Amen. We're going to hope we don't get disconnected. Again, we're alive and anything can happen. You know how it is when you're alive. It's just, we just go forward. Amen. But we're going to pray for uh, Brother Joe Washington and we're going to ask for some Lewis to see what pray for him. He's in the hospital. Dear God, we come tonight just thanking you, first of all, for this opportunity to be live and in living color and California. Thank you for bringing us through. And we just want to lift up Brother Joe Washington tonight. Uh, we ask that you send your healing powers and your Holy Spirit to his uh, hospital room tonight, dear God. Bless him, heal him as only you can, dear God. Whatever his ailment is, God, rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We just ask that you, you say it, that by your stripes we are healed. So we are asking and believing that Brother Joe is healed tonight. We're asking and believing that you just eradicate all of whatever's wrong with him tonight, dear God, and keep him in your will and your way. God, we lift him up to you. We believe and we trust that you're going to promote healing in his body miraculously and swiftly. Thank you, dear God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. And we thank uh Sister Lewis for that prayer and uh Amen, Amen and Amen. I, I'm I'm getting so many uh messages but we thank again, we thank Sister uh Lewis for uh praying uh for uh Brother Washington and we are trusting and believing God that he will uh come through. Amen. Anyone else have uh, a prayer request or just like to say hello, uh you guys uh send us a shout out and let me know. And that number again is 214-912-1536. Send me a text message and just let me know that you are here on the call. Amen. Amen. Well, again, we're going to keep it moving here. uh, um, We're trying to get, I'm trying to get used to this time uh, change. Y'all pray for me and uh, Sister Lewis in the morning, Jesus. Because it's, well, yeah, 
uh, we've been told that we'll probably already be up because our bodies are used to getting up at a certain time. But child, to look up and see it's 6 o'clock and I can't go turn back over, amen, <laughs> amen. So, again, pray for us because it's going to be some kind of uh, situation. Yes. Uh, again, I encourage each of you to uh, send out a message to let everybody, if you have a phone number of a ladder house member, send that message out and tell them we live tonight and we are here and we would just like to, uh, and let me know that they're on call. All right, so what you mean is uh, we're going to, uh, I don't know if we can block a person. Amen. Hey man, I love you. Hey man, uh, send me a help tip. Send me something while Pastor is getting ready. Again, we uh, encourage you to get your pens and paper out so that you can uh, take uh, notes and know that. uh, So, because we're going to ask you about these uh, in the morning. All right. Well, our sister sent in and told me to remind you guys. that uh, about the lemon water and walking 45 minutes a day, a body in motion stays in motion. And I truly, truly believe that. I have been walking here, and it's been really good uh, that I just I just get up and I get out there and I keep it moving. And it's uh, and I feel so much better for it. I feel like I'm really, um, <laughs> I feel like I really, really have that some energy. And I am just—I am a little bit more mobile. I have another help tip. I don't know if it's a help tip or not. Amen. And <laughs> again, you guys—I uh, don't know. As they say, when the uh, the way the mouse will play or whatever that is going on, since you know, pastors out with us right, right, right now. He'll be with us in just a minute. But uh, give me hold on just one minute. All right, then. Uh, thank y'all for giving me that minute. But, again, since the uh, uh, pastor's not with us, we got a help tip from Chanel. And that help tip says, a candy. Ooh, no, no, no. Emphasis on candy. She does not have the authority to do so. <laughs> a candy apple is a doctor away. Chanel is out of order. <laughs> And we can hear another voice other than mine. So, Sister Janine, I'm going to turn the call over to you and let you give us a, a real help tip. <laughs> Amen. Good evening. Good evening, family. Um, uh, just know that I did I'm trying to find this number to help unmute people, but I'm unable to find that number. Nevertheless, in terms of the health benefit that we gave this morning, it had to do with the benefit of cilantro. And cilantro is a popular herb around the globe. It resembles a leafy or flat leafy parsley at first glance. But at a sniff, you can, it transports you to the Mediterranean, Mexico, Asia, certain cultures just sniffing cilantro gives you, um, you know, a, a, a thought of places you've had it or places you've smelled it. Um, you either love it or, or you, you don't know about it or you don't like it. It's like one of the three I found out. But nevertheless, it, it gives a 
fresh boost of flavor um, without adding salt and other seasonings. You can just add cilantro to your meals. You can put it in your soups. You can put it in your salads. Um, the cilantro seeds are actually coriander, and um, they have a different take on a different body with the things that you that uh, you put it in. But they have many health properties, the seeds as well as the leaves. The nutritional facts in cilantro is that it is rich in phytonutrients, flavonoids, and uh, phenonic uh, compounds. It has vitamin A. It has vitamin K, it has folate, it has potassium, and cilantro is very low in saturated fats and cholesterol. The, the calorie value is nearly non-existent. It's a good source of dietary fiber. It's a good source of calcium. It's a good source of magnesium. Uh, you can add a fresh cup of cilantro leaves to your juice. You can add it um, to your soups again. You can add it to a wide variety of things. Some people um, love to add it to their, their salsa or their Mexican dishes. It's an acquired taste, but it's very, very, very beneficial. With the herbs, we understand that you, um, they help rid your body of certain metals, and cilantro is, uh, has that same quality. It helps to flush that metals out of your body. And what we don't know is that there are certain heavy metals that get into our body through certain foods, through certain things in the air, and just other different things. And we need to combine a combination, have a combination of things added into our diet to help with the detoxification on a daily basis. Uh, cilantro helps protect against um, um, oxidative stress. And that's the stress that comes from free radicals and things of that nature. It helps lower anxiety and improve sleep. It helps lower blood sugar levels. It helps protect against cardiovascular disease. Cilantro uh, prevents urinary tract infection. It helps settle digestive systems and upset stomachs. It helps protect against food poisoning. Again, it helps flush out that system, and it helps to fight uh, stuff like listeria and other things like that, with things like um, the coriander part of the cilantro and eucalyptus. Those added together can help with some um, medicinal effects in fighting some of the things and help helping to detoxify the body to rid itself of the properties that can cause um, disease. Um, also, it helps support health and uh, menstrual healthy menstrual periods. It helps prevent neurological inflammation. It also is registered as a protection against certain colon cancers. It it helps with uh, soothing skin irritation. It has a whole health, host of health benefits. Those health benefits have actually been tested, but I'm finding out that um, as you learn how to combine herbs and, again, understanding that different things you do for different uh, ailments and things going on, you learn to combine the, uh, the certain herbs and, and adding them to your diet and things like that. You are um, oftentimes um, preventing things from happening. If you're under doctor's care or if you are, are on a place where you see your doctor regularly, you can ask what herbs to, to add. You can Google what herbs to add in certain medications. If, you have, if you're a diabetic, you can Google certain things to add to your diet and then check that with your doctor. Let him or her know that you're, um, you're trying to change your diet and you're trying to add healthier things in it and ask what certain things interact with medication or how can that benefit you. Remember, we here at the Ladder House, we, we try to stay informed and give information, but we are not healthcare practitioners. We strongly suggest at all times that you check everything with your doctor, no matter what it is. If it's, you're choosing to take um, garlic instead of uh, taking your cholesterol pills, check out that with your doctor. Don't just change it up because you heard garlic is good for you. If you're choosing to add the cilantro because you heard that it's beneficial to things, make sure you check with your doctor to make sure that it's not um, um, interacting 
any irregularly with something that may be going on with your body and or your medication. So just remember that if you need more information on these health tips, email us at dlhwork at gmail.com, and we can give you that link, and you can share that with your doctor. Now back to you, Sister Carolyn. Amen, amen, and thank you. You know that when you were talking about that uh, this this morning, uh, I was like, so I you know, because I do a lot of uh, Mexican food, so that is good to know that I am eating healthy, you guys. <laughs> amen, amen. Amen, amen. Throw away that candied apple. Okay, amen. No candy apples, right? Amen. We got to give. Sister Lewis has a scripture for us tonight. It's Romans seven and six. But now we are delivered. Amen. We are delivered, uh, Janine. Amen. From the law, and if the if the, some of that stuff about this health stuff could be under come up under the law, the that being dead within, wherein we were held, that we shall serve in newness of spirit, and not in the oldness of the letter. So I just want to say uh, I thank God for being delivered and free from some things, amen, and that includes uh, not being able to eat freely, my sister, amen, 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 amen. Anyone else uh, like to let me know that they're in or on the call? They can send uh, me that message and say, say I'm here, and I will give a shout-out for you. Amen. Again, that number is 214-912-1536. All right. We're going to just uh, uh, keep it going. Um, again, we are uh, having just a little technical difficulty because our host, our normal host, is not before her board, and so we can't always do everything but we praise God and give him the glory because we still going forward no matter what the situation or the circumstance may be. We are going to go forward. Right now, we're going to uh, bring our awesome uh, man of God to the phone the call and uh, make sure that you uh, have your pens and paper out. Pass the card. Live and in person, right here in studio. Amen. Please send me a text message and let me know that you can hear Pastor. Uh, he's just asking if everyone can hear him well. Well, thank you, Sister Shania. She said uh, she can't hear you. Who can't? No. Shania. Shanae says she can hear me now. And Lacey says that she can't hear me. Um, I say you have to be in the spirit to be able to hear. Amen. 
those adding. All right, just be a little patient with us, and we'll uh, get it together. We're trying to. we got some technical problems here. All right, we've been disconnected. So give a pastor chance to get back into the call. And uh, so, uh, again, we are, we're here live. And as he gets ready to uh, come back in, again, you guys, uh, make sure that you're sending me those messages to let us know if he's connected, if you can hear him. And I'm sure that you're getting a little feedback from me, and that's because we're trying to get the... You guys, we're gonna see. Uh, right, but you can hear me through there because I'm there. Okay. Right, you have to let that go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, again, you guys, we are live. Okay, we are really, really live. Amen, amen. But you know, we got we are going forward, and we got to make this here work. This is how to work for us. You, you know. I don't know. All right. We gonna do this here. Here we are, you guys. We're going to go uh, with what we have, and here's Pastor. Amen. Amen. Uh, So nobody can chime in and no one can speak in at this moment. No. No. They texting? All right. All right. We'll text. Text on. Text on. Uh, God bless your heart and all your parts, everybody that's uh, in, in on tonight. Um, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I was looking at uh, something that relates to um, walking in the glory of God. Amen. Walking in the glory of God. And 
we have been talking about manifesting glory. Um, again, we really lied tonight. <laughs> I mean, we lied. <laughs> I mean, we really lied. And my in-studio guest <laughs> is uh, Sister Carolyn and Sister Lewis, amen, um, by way of Dallas, and come to be um, Amen. Strength for us in time of need. Amen. Sometimes I know we sound comical and all that stuff, but you know that's the joy of the Lord. That is the joy of the Lord. And um, hopefully share. Well, I wanted to share a little bit about that tonight. Well, as the Lord led, the joy of the Lord. uh, Nehemiah eight, verse ten. Amen. It says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. He says, uh, so go eat, go drink. He says, go be merry, be happy. Enjoy yourself. In other words, do activity that suggests you're where you want to be opposed to where you are, whether physically, personally, socially, Economically, he says, go and do something that is other than your emotional state of being that is negative. And if you read it there in NDMI 8, as a matter of fact, if someone has that uh, turned up, well, no one can read that, huh? Amen. And my in-studio guests are having a, <laughs> a studio smack or something. I don't know. but <laughs> so I don't even have no in-studio reason tonight, but we'll work it out. Amen. This is what happens when you get the motherboard with you. Man. <laughs> so, <laughs> however, amen. They rebuking me in the name of Jesus. However, um, Nehemiah uh, 8 is what I want. Nehemiah 8, you there? All right, Nehemiah 8, verse number 10 is what I want you to read. Then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and whom nothing is prepared, for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Go eat, go drink. He said, this day is holy. And what this day that he pronounced, amen, that was holy, amen, he he pronounced its holiness. He said, this day is going to be set apart for God's use. This day is dedicated and devoted for and unto the Lord. He gave the Lord the day. He gave him the day. And it wasn't just that he gave him today. It literally was a commandment that had came down, amen, through the uh, spiritual leading to and upon the priest. Priest had uh, had decided that this was the day, amen, in conjunction with the movement of the spirit and understanding of the spirit, that this day is going to be holy. He says, do not mourn, which suggests that there is a reason to mourn. There is a reason to Feel the way you feel, and there's calls, amen, as well as the effect of the calls, but and that, you know, could usually leave us at a place where we're stifled, stagnant, 
life, amen, because of the effects of one moment. Um, I don't know if you ever had something happen to you in one moment that's followed you for months, followed you for years, just a moment. And uh, this is why, you know, when you walk in the wisdom of God, you're more calculated before you uh, move, amen, even in time, because moving in time is actually just a string of moments. And so my time, I'm careful how I move in time because I've learned that sometimes in time I can have a moment that can cause me uh, some trouble if I'm not careful of how I move my steps. But the enemy wants me to be so calculated that I step into the place of stagnation. I'm stifled. I said even worse, paralyzed. Hmm. I'm paralyzed in my moment, and if I'm paralyzed in a moment, then I got to be careful that one moment don't lead to the next moment because the moments are stringing together, and the next thing you know, I have got nothing done in my time because I didn't know what to do with a moment. My moment determines what the, what the time thereafter is going to become, what I do in that moment. And so I have a choice. I got a choice to mourn. All right. I got a choice right here to rejoice. And the way I rejoice, and again, I say rejoice. That's what Paul says in, 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 he says in Philippians. He says rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. You have to rejoice. You have to rejoice, constantly rejoice, because life slaps you such a set of circumstances often that your joy is constantly leaping on a daily. And so we have to rejoice in the Lord. We have to rejoice, if you would. We have to refill from time to time. And the reason we have to refill is because when you're weary and when you're tired of spiritual strength is likened unto in the natural. That's when you make a lot of bad decisions. You make a lot of bad choices because you're weary. And so you're weary, and sometimes you get weary even doing the right thing. And that's why he says that you shall reap if you do not get weary doing right, which means that right could wear you out sometimes. Sometimes you get tired of doing right, especially when there's so much wrong around you, and it seems like no matter how much right I do, it seems like wrong just keep following me. Why is wrong following me in the moments of my right? Because they're trying to change my moment from the explosion of explosion of a devastated, uh, you know, forward look. So I could be looking into a forward view of something where I'm just devastated, or I can look into that next moment and say it's an explosion to my life, my career, my ministry, my finances, or otherwise. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But that all starts with what I do in this moment. What am I going to do in this moment? In this moment, the writer suggested to me by the prophetic, by the unction of the priest, amen, that this moment that we're in right now, I said it's going to be holy right now. Yeah. It's going to be holy right now. Because if I don't change your attitude, right. I'll never, ever get you to a place of fortitude where we can start progressing or building or making some steps. Because, again, you cannot march with a weak army. Mm. And your army is weakened when it does not take the time out to rejoice. And so he says, look, I know that you have all the reason in the world 
two more. But at this moment, I want you to make up your mind that I'm going to change my moment and change my day. And if I change my day, I'll start changing my week. If I change my week, I'll change my month. If I change my month, I'll change my year. Change my year, I can learn to change my life. Yes, amen, amen. Because I made a decision. What did I make the decision? I made the decision to, I made the decision to go eat. Yes. I made the decision that instead of waiting on something to come, I don't get and receive my promise because I am a child of God, walking in the kingdom of God, and I understand this kingdom that there are rules that are set up for me that don't apply to nobody else, amen. And I know a lot of times you all want the rules that apply to other people to apply to you, and that's why you keep asking the silly question like, why, God, can't I be like this? Or why is it that they get this and they don't have to go through this or they don't go through that? Well, honey, let me tell you why. Now, you can choose to be like them, but if you choose to be like them, then you have to get justice because that's what you're asking for. And if you're going to get justice in one area, you got to get justice in all areas. And as his redeemed, he does not give you justice. Justice is what you deserve. But that's but you got to understand natural justice versus God's kind of justice seems really unfair. Amen. But it's not it's not unfair. It's only unfair as it relates to those as it relates to those that are on other on the other side of God's justice. But for those of us that are entering into his justice by understanding and revelation, then we understand, help me in here, Holy Spirit, then we understand that we're getting, amen, the purchase price of our salvation, which was the highest price that any one person could pay. And so what it cost for my justification, the price was so high that not one man uh, in his natural sense, was able to endure that type of uh, extruding, aiding um, pain or pressure, if you would. And so he bore our sicknesses, yeah. bore them for us so you don't have to bear them. Not just sicknesses that, you know, you that, that are, but sicknesses that make become. And there are all different types of sicknesses. There's only, not only physical, but there's mental sickness. <clears throat> And what I'm learning is not only is there mental sickness, but I'm learning that there is actually spiritual sickness. Some people are just having a horrible life, not because of effort. It's just that you're in the kingdom of God, and you don't know how to move in the kingdom. And so, therefore, you keep wanting what the world is getting, but you don't want the world's righteousness. Because if you receive the world's righteousness, the world's justice, then you're going to have to accept the world's joy. And if you get the world's joy, then you'll get a joy that can be taken and removed at any time. And nobody wants to be tossed to and fro. That's what the Bible says in Ephesians. The reason I'm going to give you an apple for no longer tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Why? Because God gave me my gift of grace through my apostle, my prophet, my pastor, my teacher, evangelist, whatever anointing is upon his life. And that's why you have to understand and identify which grace is upon your man of God. Because you can't draw from a well that ain't got no water. And so a lot of times we're pulling on a prophetic function when the reality is you need a teacher in your life. You don't need no you don't need another person to hoop at you. All right. You don't need another person to yell at you. 
And see, this is what we have turned our ministries and our churches out into, a place where, you know, we got our weekly matinee going on with our dancing monkey. And so we let him dance for us every Sunday as though we're entertained, and then we move, we dance back with him. But then we're dancing all the way to our car, to our house, only to walk in the house and realize that I do not know what to do when the devil is waiting at my living room table. Matter of fact, in some cases, he's laying in your bed waiting on you. You understand what I'm saying? You don't know what to do. Because you've been so busy dancing that you ain't got no information. And you can never have real glory unless you have information. The Bible says that God's glory is the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Knowledge, knowledge, your warfare is against information. (laughs) Just like they fought the slaves of how they fight you. Don't let them get any information. If they get information, they're going to tear our kingdom down. This is what Satan is saying. Let them go to church and dance. As long as they don't get no information, we ain't got to worry about them because the people are not destroyed from a lack of dancing. They got a lot of dance going on. They don't have a lot of knowledge, and they don't know nothing. And I'm learning this, amen, as God has allowed me to reduce things to investigate and see people, amen, more personal and one-on-one, that the knowledge ain't really there yet. But hold on. It's going to get there. Take your time. It's coming. And matter of fact, you're better than what you were. You're stronger than what you were. You're, you're, you got more in you than you had. And so and just thank God for every step that you take. Amen. And understand that every step you take is a miracle because you didn't have to have what you got. First of all, you didn't have to have the good sense to even want something more Amen. because there's some people that don't even want anything more. I am really just shocked at some Christians. I say that, you know, I won't say what I say they are, but, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> But some of it I just think is foolish, like, and I just can't do it. You know, I just can't. I try and I can't. Because when you know the truth, and that word know the truth, when you know it, it makes you free. You're just free. And they're looking at you like you're the strange thing. No, you're the strange thing. I think it's strange that anybody that's been free from prison is still sitting on the bench in the cell with the door wide open. With no guard, no nothing, but you're still sitting there bound. Why? Because you have you you danced, but you didn't pull on your grace gift. Mm. You got to understand what your gift is, and when you get to a certain place, or when God is getting ready to use you on another level, you got to understand that every moment becomes significant. See, it used to be that you used to be able to used to be able to reason in much. Uh, in, in distant space, meaning that you don't have to make a heavy decision until, you know, maybe three months down the line. But now all of a sudden there's this rapid processing that's happening in your life where where you used to be able to process in length, but now you don't have length. You have milliseconds now to make a good choice, almost to the point that how do I make a good choice when so much is coming at me so fast? Better make your mind up that I'm going to go get me a bucket of joy. All right. Because I'm going to have to have some strength to endure this season, amen. And if I'm going to endure the season, I'm going to have to refill right now. I'm going to have to refill with joy. And so the writer says, I need to go out, and I need to give. That's what he said. He said, give. Oh, man, did we lose y'all? <laughs> and that's what he said. He said, if you're going to get some joy, you better give a portion Away 
That's what he said. Because the, the scripture said that we are to draw from the wells of salvation. Draw from the wells of salvation. If we're going to draw from it, we must deposit something in order to pull something out on it. Because again, if they, if there's no bucket attached to the end of that rope, I don't care how how deep you go. You don't have nothing to draw with. You don't have nothing to pull out with. And so this is why the Bible says, see, see, if you see, we go to church and we dance, but we don't understand that when there's a moment that the spirit moves, and when the spirit moves, and you know that the that the tangible presence of God is in the room. And again. If you ain't used to this type of flow, then you don't know when he's there or not anyway. Right. Until you actually come encounter with his presence. Right. And once you actually come encounter with his presence, you don't because you know the difference. You understand? You know the difference. And that's the difference between that person that can sing and then that other person that is anointed to sing. And it's not about how gifted they are. It's about how anointed they are. You understand? It's about, and, and anointings come out of brokenness, how broken they are, but broken things that have recovered, not broken things that are broke. The worst thing you would do is put a broken thing on display to be broken. And so all they want to talk about is their brokenness. And if they're not talking about it, it oozes out of there some kind of way, the brokenness. You understand? They start talking about stuff totally off subject, has nothing to do with nothing. Brokenness, insecurity, fear. You understand? It's the same thing happened in ministry. That, 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 that when people don't, when they when they have these insecurities or things that they're hiding within, that when people come around that are anointed, they start getting real silly. And what they're trying to do is divert the attention off of the thing that they're trying to hide that's actually already exposed to uh, spiritual folks that actually have jurisdiction. And notice what I said: spiritual folks that have jurisdiction. Not mm-hmm. see a lot of people think they know something, but don't know what they think they know. And so they think they know what they think they know, not realizing that they think they know. So they really don't know because you think you know, and you don't know. And one of the reasons you don't know is because you don't need to know. And so what you call discerning is not discerning. It's suspicious. You're suspicious, halfway, borderline, nosy, or need another life or need a life so you can find some need a life so you can start telling people, yeah. You understand what I'm saying to you? Notice what I said, jurisdiction. Again, you some of y'all don't, you don't even have the authority or reason to know that much about somebody else's personal business. And again, if, before God would ever show that to you, amen, mm-hmm. before he ever showed it to you, you would have such level of love that you wouldn't expose it anyway because your love is so great. And until you get a level of love, you can never be a man. Walking that level of, of power or prophetic discernment or understanding. But when God allows those personal details that can hurt or wound the very person whose soul, trust and believe that if you don't have the responsibility to oversee anybody's soul, not unless you're pastoring and being called by God to let it from God, not just somebody with a tax ID number and a and a business card, but somebody that's actually been selected by God and put over a people, you don't have that much information. And that's why when folk come up to you trying to prophesy to you, <laughs> and if there's anything that anything outside of edification, comfort, or exaltation, 
according to the scriptures in, in Corinthians as it relates to walking in prophecy, then they are a liar because Christ did not come to condemn the world. He did not come to condemn. He didn't come to make you feel bad. And sometimes I understand that, you know, as a leader, um, when, you know, people are on the wrong side of right, they, they get this level of guilt and they start walking in condemnation. Sometimes I have to take off the heart, take off the chokehold, because people are starting to walk in condemnation. And Christ never came to, he came to convict you. And there's a difference between being convicted and condemned. And as long as you are walking in condemnation and not conviction, the difference between the condemned and the convicted is the condemned wants out. He wants out of the chokehold. But the convicted wants a change of heart, God, because my heart is really to please you. And conviction only can come from the Holy Spirit. Conviction means convince. You convince me, Holy. You convince me of my wrong. I was wrong. And sometimes it's not even in the scripture or in the word where it is that you're wrong, but sometimes you do what the scripture says, sin against yourself, where it's wrong against you. It's wrong for you. It may not be wrong for them, but it's wrong for you. And you knew it was wrong for you because it's a, it's a principle that you've established for yourself, and now you're going against your own rule, which means you break your own, your own term or cycle of integrity. And now you're wondering why favor isn't coming your way, and favor's not coming your way because you can't even be trusted with you. Stop telling yourself you're going to get up and go work out if you ain't getting up and working out. Because if you ain't going to be good to you, then why should we trust you with our investment? Why should we trust you with our sacrifice? The people want to know. Show me. Show me the word. Show me the spirit. Show me how to do this. Don't dance me into it. Teach me into it. And so sometimes you got to loosen up so you can teach them, so you can convince them that not only that is wrong, you are wrong. And you can see you wrong. And now since you see that you're wrong, then you have a choice to make, to either repent or rebel. But there is no way that you do not see the truth. Yeah. Why? Because we're moving into a place where there's this divide between law and grace, and I'm, by, and I'm watching this thing happen in the church, the Lord's church, where there's this battle it's law and grace And it's almost silly Because there are some people, amen That were really, you know Back way before we started understanding grace Or even moving in the spirit You know, or any of things Maybe way back in the 50s, 40s, 60s even 70s even, amen And so those arguments that we got over And advanced beyond And then now all of a sudden They're coming back into the church It's like, it's ridiculous almost That's a spirit and that's a spirit that cuts off the power of God. Because now it becomes whenever you start trying to work it, that's when it stops working. Y'all hear what I just said to you? Whenever you, whenever you start to work it, that's when it stops working. Notice, every great move of God, God did it himself 
Then man tried to go in and redo it, not realizing that he didn't want the same thing. He would have made one stationary place for everybody to be. But he didn't. He said, I don't want to dwell in your temple. I want to dwell in a tent so I can move. Because one day I want to be here, then the next week I want to be over there, then the next month I want to be over here, then I want to kick it here for a while. But the reality is God is moving, and he is moving in places that belong to him that some people suggest are not here. I won't even go into that. But he's about to move in on some stuff that you don't think he should be in. And that's why he got to extend grace, because he has to send people places that the, that church folk wouldn't go before. Yeah, so he got to get you understand your grace. That's why he says you got to the righteous got to reign in grace. Romans chapter five says the righteous has to reign in grace. That that's how you're going to rule. That's how you're going to take over because you're going to understand your grace and you will not walk in condemnation. But you'll have so much grace that when you step too far, that you'll be convinced and convicted enough to repent and just go right back in the right direction and therefore please your dad and rejoice in the heaven and in the earth. Amen. Receiving your righteous rewards in both places. Because now my life is worth living. God is tired of boring Christians. Snootiest club I've seen on the planet. They stay isolated and exclusive to themselves. And don't realize that don't nobody want to get in there. Uh-uh, y'all too sick still. Y'all still violate rank and order still. Satan don't even do that in his house. They respect order. The gangbanger respects order. The mafia leader respects order. The, the animal kingdom respects order. The sea kingdom respects order. Only, only the, the government respects order. They will uphold the order regardless of how wrong the individual is. But when it comes to us, what the word says in Titus, he says that there are many insubordinate, especially those of the circumcision. Especially them. They have no problem. He said, but their mouth must be stopped. He says, well, they're lazy, gluttons, and they are evil beasts. And he said, Cretans, they are always liars. He said, the Cretans are always liars. Notice, he said, one of, one of them, a prophet of their own said this. A prophet of their own said this. Wait, now, this was Paul writing. And Paul had the good, good enough sense, especially understanding him being a Roman, did not want to insult the people of Crete. So the Holy Spirit is walking him in wisdom. And he said, look, but one of the prophets of your own said this. I didn't say this. One of your own pastors said, hey, man, I got some of the most rebellious people in the world in my church. And they lazy. They just lie. Oh, they lie. And they lie to the reverend his face and act like they tell the truth and then go try to convince their friend amen that they were telling the truth and now they starting all out insubordination because now they're bringing other people into it because now what people bring you into you become responsible to it and that's why you tell folk don't bring me no mess 
or you got to establish a reputation that you don't receive, man, because once you put it on my plate, I am obligated to it in certain circumstances. And once you bring it as it relates to someone of authority now, that's when I got to get off the tip. You done messed me up now. I can't even be your friend because we got to get this thing in order now so we be, so we don't end up like Aaron and Miriam over there where they were talking mess about Moses and ain't think nobody heard them, but the scripture says, but God heard them. And God says, what y'all don't understand is I talk to y'all, but not like I talk to Moses. Moses is my guy. Moses is the one that I chose for you. You're biting the hand that feeds you. And I have a thing about children biting father's hand because I'm a father too. And so when I expect you to worship me, I can't count on you to worship me. If I can't respect, count on you to respect your spiritual leaders, how can I expect you to count on me? I mean, to, how can I count on you to worship me when I am one you do not see? How can you love me and who you have not seen but the one that I put here as your witness until I get back here? That you got to be better than that. you got to be more honorable than that. Maybe you began to decline because you're in mourning. 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 He says, do not mourn, but the day is holy. Up until this precise moment, I was mourning. Mourning means I'm reflected and I am established and stuck in the memory of what happened. I'm mourning. And I understand mourning because mourning gives you an opportunity to reflect and will you miss a man, the thing, or the one when they have deceased. And you, a lot of people get stuck because they feel as if I am being honorable to camp around the moment or past moment, not understanding that there is some glory in what was. Glory is only glorious if it produced something that has not yet appeared, but yet it appears, amen, as though it, although it was. In other words, it showed up like it was always supposed to be there, but you understand it didn't just show up and like it was always supposed to be there. It always was. It just, didn't, it just it didn't always exist. And the reason it did not exist, because while I had to grab hold of it by my faith, amen, I got a little weary from time to time, and I had to stop and go get some joy. I had to get some strength, amen, and I could not get strength camping around the moment of my pain. I had to repain with another picture of perfection. I was shooting for perfection. I got stuck in a moment, made a bad choice, and now that bad choice in that one moment have offset my whole next six months, six years, ten years maybe. Why? Because I'm mourning. I'm operating in the moment of my horrific decision. I'm operating in the moment of my pain. I'm operating in the moment where I hurt. I'm operating in the moment when I was depressed. And I make sure that every year on Mama's birthday, every year on the day that Mama passed, I got to celebrate my mourning moment. Wasn't there much more to Mama than just that moment she died? Because if she's worth mourning that long, then she's she's worth celebrating. So you got to find every little thing that you, everything you can remember, amen, to celebrate the life and not mourn the life. Because mourning is just staying stuck on the negative, and you have given more power to the the negative. So therefore, you have put the life of the deceased to shame. 
now you are reflecting a negative thing now instead of celebrating your life. Get your butt up and go dance somewhere. Go dance. Go give portions. Go throw a barbecue and eat, man. Today is holy. No more morning. See, we ain't going to be stuck and camped around this memory of pain. We're not going to stay in this moment of defeat. We're about to get ourselves together and step into the joy of the Lord. Step into the joy of the Lord. Lord, I thank you for readjustment. I thank you for creativity. Thank you for another chance. Thank you, Lord, for being so good to me to the point that even when I had to go through that moment, I didn't lose my mind, didn't crack up, didn't go out landing. So now, Lord, I just celebrate you for you are still good. You're still great. You're still awesome. Man, I got so much to be thankful for. That doggone devil just keep me camped around what could or what didn't or what might not. Today is not morning. Today is holy, which means that I must send an ABB or an alert out to every devil in hell and let the devil know that my morning is over. I ain't sad no more. I'm putting on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So I decided to praise God, thank God, celebrate God. I don't feel like being hurt no more. I don't want to be sad no more. I don't want to be worried no more. I don't want to be in fear no more. It's over. It's over. Well, how do I change my fear? I got to do something other than what I was doing in keeping me in that moment. What did they do? They sent portions out. How do you send portions? How do you give out of mourning? That's how you give. That's how you give out of mourning. You get out of mourning, and you get out of mourning by giving out of mourning. You got to give yourself out of mourning. And so if you are mourning emotionally over something that, that left, something that did not stay, then you have to make an investment into something that you know is sure or stable. Yeah, you got to pour into something now. You got to pour in a level of security into something. That's why serving is so important. And this is why when you serve excellently, you're not lethargic, you're not late, you you have the right attitude, you're prepared, you're learned about what it is, and you're and and, and so people can uh, rely on you, they can depend on you. What are you doing? You're bringing fortitude and security to another. And trust me, a man cannot build if he does not have confidence in his builders. But when you bring that level of confidence and stability into somebody else, guess what God does for you? I just told you there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Condemnation is it is the awareness of the things that you have done and even worse, have not done. Condemnation. I'm condemning myself. That's why Christ said that if your heart condemns you, then God is greater than your heart, which means that there's a place of heart condemnation. You can condemn yourself in your own heart. Dang, I wish if I would have, should have did it, but I couldn't have did it. Maybe I should have went to school. If I went to school like my sister did, then I'd be like this. Maybe I should have did You're condemning yourself. Yeah. Now, you are con- con- turn around and convince yourself 
said, hey, I could have did this better. I could have. But you know what? I can't now. So why am I going to camp around what I could have done 20 years ago that I didn't do that now has me in the place that I am, not because of what I It's not because of what you hadn't done in 20 years. It's what you did 20 years ago that was the cause for why you didn't do nothing else for the next 20 years. Because you camped around that wrong thing instead of waking your tail up and saying, hey, I didn't do that, but I didn't do that yesterday. But guess what I can do today? I can change the rest of my life by changing what I do today. If I change what I do today, I'll change what I have tomorrow. And when I realize that what I'm doing today don't work, then I've just got enough sense now because I'm asking God every day for wisdom that I'm going to stop doing stuff that don't work. And so the next time you want to camp around mourning and negative feelings as if you're doing the deceased a favor, trust me, they are gone. And they are, they are, and if they are in the righteous, then they are not allowed to hear your agony because that will hurt them in place, amen, where there is no emotion because love does not, is not emotional. Love is a spirit. But the spirit of the deceased is at rest. They're at rest while you're in trouble because <laughs> you don't know how to change your moment. So you can change your day. So you change your life. You can change your destiny. My niece, I'm changing this thing. <laughs> I'm tired. This right here. You know what? The joy of the Lord is my strength. What is the joy of the Lord? The Bible says that Jesus endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. Thank you, God. See, the question isn't what. The question is, where are you thinking? Where are you thinking? Where's your mind at? You know, these things, whatsoever things are pure. Man, what's the other thing? What's the, think on those old things. Think on things that are above. Yeah. Let me elevate my thinking now. You know what? I think I want to own another house. I think I'm going to just want to say I want to get out of debt. I don't want to die in debt. Yeah. And I don't want to die barely getting over the finish line either. I want to be in abundance. I want to be in. I want to be bathed and enjoy and righteousness and freedom. And so, what better day than the darkest level of prosperous, increase in your life than to start by changing your moment by saying, today is holy. I'm not going to mourn, which is to camp around my past or my wrong decision. I can't change what I did yesterday, but I can make a different decision for today. Thank you, God. And it starts by planning my next 24 hours. What does your next 24 hours look like? So you can get up at the at the daybreak of that twenty four hours and say today. <laughs> That's what Nehemiah did. Now Nehemiah didn't just do it for Amen. <laughs> he didn't do it for himself. He made everybody that was under his care. He said, "I know that y'all last twenty four hours y'all didn't do too much of nothing. Y'all was procrastinating and y'all was standing at your low level of thinking all this stuff. But because y'all all belong to me." 
I'm making an executive decision on behalf of all of us. And so 24 hours from now, I decided that today. <laughs> At daybreak, this day right here is going to be this, okay? It's going to be this, and it's not going to be that. It's going to be this, and it will never be the other. It's going to be this, and it shall not be no otherwise. This day is holy. This day is blessed. This day is prosperous. This day, when I get up today, you should be able to say, this is what the day going to be like. This is what it's going to be like. But instead, what we're doing is, as God's victorious army, we're getting up saying, oh, God, oh, what is this next, what is this day? Uh, that's because you hadn't planned your day and said what your day was going to be like. What is your 24 hours going to look like? From right now to then, what is it going to be like? What is it going to be like? But one thing I know is I'm going to laugh. Right. Hey, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to be merry. Oh, yes. Yes. So I'm going to put on the right attitude, right disposition, open myself up, amen, for healthy ambitions and desires. Right. Man, I'm going to live. I don't know what y'all going to do. I may go bunch of Well, I don't know. That, 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 that. <laughs> you know, if I could be. You know, you understand what I'm saying. I may go wine testing. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to be free and enjoy the Lord. Amen. And trust God in all things and know that he's with me. Amen. And the fruit of my righteousness shall exceed at all times. He wants me to be in joy. He wants me to be happy. I found out that God didn't want me to be upset, sad, weary, or wounded. He wanted me to be happy. 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 He wants me to be in joy and have my happiness. I can have both of them. I can have both of them. I can be fine and pretty. I can have both of them, man. Good God Almighty. Both of them. Man, you need to lay home on yourself and just tell yourself, I want both of them. Amen. I want, I, want to be, I want to be in good health and I want to prosper. I want both of them. Amen. I want both of them. Both of them. I want to be the head and not the tail. I want to be above and not beneath. I want both of them. <laughs> I want both of them. I want whatever I find on earth to be bound in the heavens. I want both of them. I want both of them. Whatever I loose on earth, I want to be loosed in the heavens. I want both of them. God says I can have both of them. He told them when it pertained to that open door, as it relates to going and get that meal, he said he sent his disciples out in two. Because two represents that apostolic anointing of agreement that commands every bound thing to unloose itself. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the Bible says that that mule was tied and it was tied by the door. And by the door that was open, but the mule was tied up. The mule was tied up. He said, you go untie that, 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 that donkey. Tell him that the Lord has need of it if the owner says something. But the Lord has need of it. In other words, he let it be in the enemy's hand long enough. But I hear the Lord saying tonight he's taking it out of his hand. Which means that there was something, amen, that has been tied up too long. But the power of two. Tell him. The power of agreement. Is about to break every chain. That's what I hear the Lord say. Because he says that it's been tied up too long, and the enemy has thought it was his cult, his mule, his unique thing. 
but he said, tell him the Lord has need of me. In other words, you've you just been a butler up until now. You've just been a caregiver up until now. And I know your situation has been tight and rough and seemed demonic and cursing and all that other stuff, but God has been using the devil as, as a caregiver, been using him to just keep you for a moment while he's been working some other stuff out. But now the door is open, and he's about to unlock you and loose you. And he's going to use you to fulfill his prophetic word in your life because that was the very meal that was written about in Luke chapter 19 that Jesus got on top of that donkey after sending the disciples out so many at a time of visitation. And he said, hey, riding through Jerusalem, fulfilling prophetic prophecy, which was told in the Old Testament that the Messiah would come in riding on an ass's coat. Your coat has showed up. About to unloose your coats, unloose some children, unloose some promises, show you some of your destiny. Like you know what I'm saying? That's why you're so concerned about your legacy now, where it didn't matter before. You want to know your generation. You want to know your people. You want to know certain things. Why? Because God leads you to a harvest that has been undisclosed, but the wisdom of the Spirit is going to lead you to a harvest that's going to blow your mind. Amen. Amen. Whoever that is, there's a harvest. There is a harvest. There's a harvest, and the family ain't going to be able to fight too long. And some of them are divided. Amen. Some of them are ethnically divided, not racially, but ethnically. Some carry that, the things that divide, whether it's skin tones and those kind of things, but God is interceding on the reaper now. The reaper is going to reap a harvest. Amen. Amen. Do not, boy. Do not. What you want to do that for? Right. When you can step into the joy of the Lord. How do I get in there? By changing my actions. They keep me where I'm at. Doing something totally different from my moment and my now. Start running in the direction of what it is I'm believing for. Day by day. What did he say to us out of Zechariah? He says that I'm going to remove your enemies from you. Little by little. Day by day. What does the next 24 hours look like? Oh, shit. That's your action of faith. Is planning my next 24 hours, not just what I want to accomplish, but how I want to be in the middle of my accomplishment. I don't want to accomplish it and be mad the whole time I'm doing it. I want to walk in the joy. I want to walk in happiness. I want to walk in peace. Walk in the joy of the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you for joy. I thank you for strength. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.